This week on the Sound Insight Walking Dead podcast, we're talking about The Grove, episode 14 of season four, written by Scott M. Gimple and directed by Michael E. Satrazemus. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Sound On Sight Walking Dead podcast. This is Kate Kolzik, TV editor of SoundOnSight.org, and I'm joined as ever by my fabulous co-host, Editor-in-Chief Ricky D. Ricky, how's it going? Absolutely fabulous. And this week, we are joined by new contributor to Sound On Sight, as well as, of course, people may know him from Real Reviews, the Cinematic Underground, uh, Chike Coleman. Chike, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. It's it's. I'm anticipating some entertaining conversation this week. I haven't read your review at Sound Insight yet, Ricky, but uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation. I guess I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Are you following my tweets? A little bit, but I you like to you like to uh, troll me on Twitter, so I try. You know, I never know. Yeah. Did you not ever trust my my tweets, people? Sometimes I lie. <laughs> I, I watched his Facebook. If that counts, no, same thing. So he, yeah, he he's just a horrible liar on there sometimes, but not <laughs> always. It's tricksy. Anyways, uh, as we always say at the top of the podcast, we will keep everything spoiler free. Uh, I don't believe any of us have seen ahead on the TV show, but even if we had, there will be no spoilers for episodes of the television show yet to come. And as far as the books, I have not read them. Ricky, you have read some of them. Uh, Chiki, what's your relationship with the comic books? I've only seen the TV show, surprisingly enough. So there will be no spoilers from what's to come in the comic book. We may reference things that have already happened on both the show and in the comic, but don't worry, we're going to keep this a spoiler-free safe zone. All of that caveating out of the way. GK, what did you think of The Grove, and what are you thinking of this this half season of, uh, or I guess season 4.5 of The Walking Dead in general? You know, Ricky's really going to hate me for this, because I love this episode. I absolutely love this episode. My main problem with the show has always been uh, Lizzie and Mika, because I really didn't think either child actress really had the stuff to actually make uh, their characters on the show have meaning. But then I sat back and I thought about something really key. The reason those two are on the show is to represent innocence as much as possible. And one took one path and one took the other path. And this week we saw it all kind of come to a head where the disagreeing siblings kind of had a disagreement too far. And I think that that's what makes them interesting is because they represent different forms of innocence. One likes to play in the world of make-believe and the other one is a pretty huge realist. And it, it all came to a head last, uh, last night and I absolutely loved it. Okay, Ricky, time to uh, let the cat out of the bag. Did you hate this episode as much as you said you did on Facebook and Twitter, or were you messing with us? No, I really did not like this episode. I'm ready to break up with The Walking Dead. I'm I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, maybe it's just me. Um, season four has been disappointing. I think last week I even mentioned the fact that I thought that we would have an episode in which Carol eventually shot Lizzie in the face because... There was an interview with Scott M. Gimpo in which he um, said that there was a controversial episode coming up in the near future. It was going to have people talking and buzzing. 
And um, I just guessed that, you know, Carol would shoot her in the head because she would do something crazy. And that's exactly what happened. So it was no big surprise for me. But put aside the surprise element, I did not like this episode. I think this is the worst episode of The Walking Dead. One of the worst episodes I've ever seen. And I understand what they were going for. And I understand the point you're trying to make, Chike. But I don't think anything actually worked at the end of the day. I do not think that any one of those two actresses are actually good enough to deliver the performance needed for this specific episode. I um, I felt bad for Chad Coleman. I mean, this is a guy that started in The Wire. He's one of the best actors in The Walking Dead. And he spent half of the episode sleeping um, until the very end when he's about to turn into the Incredible Hulk. And he restrains himself. And he's like, I forgive you, Carol. Um, the, the, the piece of dialogue where she's like, just look into the flowers. Just look into the flowers, Lizzie. Just look into the flowers. I rolled my eyes. Why? This, because it was a literary of mice and men reference. Because it's terrible dialogue. It's terribly directed, and I'm bored of watching these characters circle around either a farm and or a road alongside a forest. Like I understand that The Walking Dead has a budget, and most of the budget goes to zombie kills. But you know what? How about having an episode which doesn't have zombie kills, and or I don't know something else? You don't need to have. 20 zombie kills in every single episode and waste your budget on those special effects. I've been watching the show for four seasons and I don't see anything new and I don't see any big surprises. And I don't think that the mystery is really a mystery. It was no mystery who was feeding the zombies rats back at the prison. That's not a mystery. And that's the biggest mystery they've come up with. And we get this scene in which Tyrese is like, yeah, or I don't know if it was Tyrese, but someone's like, yeah, she has a box, a shoe box full of mice. I'm like, where did she get the mice from? Has she been walking around? That was actually Carol. Okay, Carol. Has she been walking around with a shoe box full of mice and no one's noticed? Like, it was silly. This episode is silly. It's dumb. I'm sorry if you like it. I can't get behind it. I, you know, throughout the whole entire season, I've been, I've been trying my best to be positive. And it's not that I've been forcing myself and or lying about what I think about every single episode, but I've been a little bit more positive than I should have been. And I'm not going to be this week. Um, I think that this season is a complete letdown. They've had some good moments. They've had some great character buildups, and they've really worked hard in building these characters. Yes, okay, they have. And we've had even one or two great episodes. But we've also had a lot of shit that I had to watch, including the reintroduction of the governor and this specific episode. Hated it. Okay. SOS me here, please. Yeah. Well, here's what I think is interesting. Uh, Because I know that you watch good TV, Ricky, and this is so far from the worst TV that I've ever seen that it's just not even funny. Uh, Granted, I also watch bad TV every now and again for the Televerse podcast at Sonosite, so maybe I have a different sort of. Well, I'm a bad TV that I'm drawing from. I, I don't, though. I don't. Yeah, but I thought this was very good. I, I was very engaged. I was getting choked up. And uh, I think it all comes down to the performances of Chad Coleman, who you already specifically mentioned. And, of course, Melissa McBride as Carol. I don't really care that much about Lizzie and Mika. But, uh, but I don't think that you need to... I, don't, I, don't, I do not think that this episode relies on the performances of those two actors at all. I think it all comes down to Carol and Tyrese. And uh, and while yes, I would agree with you Chica that that the type of innocence represented by Lizzie and Mika is uh is different 
I don't necessarily even see it in that context of them being stand-ins for these different approaches. I think that this was a good episode to have because it shows what happens to kids in this world. What happens to people who, who, you know, we've seen what happens to the people who were pretty functional and pretty, uh, you know, developed when this started to happen. But what's going to happen to a generation of Judiths? who grow up in such a completely changed uh, and just ravaged world. I think that's interesting, and I think exploring it in this way, uh, like they do this episode, works very well. And uh, I also think that I don't care if there's a mystery. I care if there are characters that I'm interested in and care about. And this week, uh, and really throughout this whole season, I have cared about each of these characters much more than I did when they were involved in car chases and big zombie kills and action set pieces. I don't care about action set pieces. I don't care about mysteries. I care about characters. That's how I watch television. So this season has been on the money for the, for most of the season, the, the, the um, arc of the mini arc of the governor or Brian accepted. So I'm, I'm like as far as you can get on the spectrum from you uh, about this episode, Ricky. And I think that's kind of hilarious. Okay, okay, hold on a second. First of all, I never said we needed a car chase. As I said, last week we talked about the budget. And all yeah. I'm saying is that they don't need to have zombie kills every single episode. They could do something different. And it could even just be taken into a different location, which is different than, say, circling around the woods. The bottom line is that they are spending most of the budget on these zombie kills. We talked about this last week. As far as character goes, Chike, um, I never saw a human side to the Lizzie character. You talk about innocence. When have we ever seen her innocent? That's the thing. She wasn't supposed to be, though. She wasn't supposed to be the but innocent. But you just said she was. I mean, we've always been I know, but that's like the a crazy Roman Bates character. She the innocent by the viewers, but she's the furthest thing from it, and that's what makes her interesting. Interesting? You think Liz- Lizzie... <laughs> Lizzie's, Lizzie is interesting because she's psychotic. No, no. He's got problems. Making a character psychotic does not make a character interesting. You have to show. It's a little girl that's that small. Hannibal. Hannibal is interesting because we get to see more than his psychotic side. Seeing this girl feed rats to a zombie and say stupid shit is not interesting. It's a girl. You're trying to understand it though. That's the part of the fun of being (laughs) the viewer. Trying to understand. The method of this kid's madness. How can someone help her? And then watching as she fails, I don't, fails miserably I, to try and be a human being, I, and then people realize this is gonna be that's sick. what makes it fun. So, okay, I do not think these characters are interesting. Now, of course, that's my personal point of view, and that's the reason why I'm on, the, on the, the podcast to form my own form of criticism and talk about the show. You guys disagree? Fine. I'm actually glad you guys disagree because I don't want this to be three people talking about how shitty this episode is because that would be boring for listeners. Okay. But I did not like this episode. I don't think she's an interesting character. I think you got to show more about more to the character of Lizzie other than the fact that she's psychotic. Like, I don't need to see a female version of Norman Bates that's like 12 years old, okay? Um, we've never seen a different side to her character. I don't find her interesting. And Kate, I don't think that we need a mystery. I'm just saying that this, they've been playing it like a mystery. They have. That's what they've been doing. And it's not a mystery. And it's not interesting. It's not boring. And I was on Twitter and, you know, I never, ever do this, but I had to do it for The Walking Dead because I was bored. I was bored watching this movie, so I started live tweeting. And Joshua Gall, one of our best writers over at TimeInsight.org, he said, he tweeted, he's like, you know, my wife walked into the room and she sat down and watched The Walking Dead with, with me. And she said, your show is dumb. And for the first time, I couldn't defend the show. 
Okay. There's a lot of people that did not like this episode. That's fine. There's a lot of people that don't like this season. But of when course. You, but, but Ricky, uh, you said earlier that you were tired. Uh, you, you're complaining about where they're choosing to be and tying that into budget. I don't think they care about the budget right now. Obviously, they as a TV show, it's all money is very important. But as what you complimented the show on a couple weeks ago was the way that, that they had split all the characters we didn't care about off and put them with characters that we do care about right. and, and made all of those characters that were less developed and less explored, more interesting by pairing them with those who were in this case, the, the notion was that that was Lizzie and Mika. I would argue that it's not that it's Tyrese and Tyrese and Carol become more explored through this episode. However, we need to go back to this notion of Lizzie because, uh, Chica, you got, uh, there was some interruption back earlier. Uh, why don't you explain to our listenership something we had to cut out because we couldn't really understand it. Uh, you were saying that to you, Lizzie is an interesting character because she's not what we expect. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that character? Lizzie is interesting because she's damaged. She's wrapped up in this sweet little package as this innocent little girl who, causes problems with everybody but that's the thing the audience can root for characters like that to change to be better the the reason that ricky is upset is because he got exactly what he asked for he got the damaged character and he didn't like what us constantly focusing on her and the reason scott gimple the writer of the episode chose to focus on lizzie as a character is to say that this is one person in this world that cannot be redeemed. You may be able to redeem other groups and other survivors, but this youngling, this person who's been so corrupted by this world because of all that she's lost, is not redeemable. Uh, now watch Carol. Now sorry. watch Carol take her out. And it also, it's implied in this episode that she did that. This didn't start with the walkers. Exactly. So this exactly. is, this is a disturbed person who was on, uh, who clearly had been in some th sort of therapy, the way that Mika interacts with her, uh, sort of taking her through count, look at the flowers, do your counting and stuff. So it's clear this was a known situation, but there's this notion that maybe if society was still intact, we could have fixed her, we found out what was wrong and fixed her and, and made her better. But now this is a person that can't, survive anymore and i do think it's important to show uh to show the and as so i said in the podcast last week to show the, the the people who we see as the threats who we see as having been made worse by this world and i really enjoy the conversation that we get between uh with lizzie and mika and and carol talking about how mika doesn't want to kill people and she doesn't like that you know the, that she's surrounded by in the world where either you die or you become somebody who's okay shooting somebody you don't know, and it's I think that's a good conversation to have. I like that they have it, and uh, I do not mind the packaging of the way that it's presented. Ricky, go. Um, okay, first of all, that's why Kate, I totally agree with you that clearly she was deranged or psychotic or had mental problems. Or before, just was unstable to unstable. some extent. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. We don't know. But before the zombie apocalypse. Okay, so that's why I'm confused as to why Chike says that she was innocent. I've never seen her innocent. Like, I guess innocent to some degree. Like, she is a child, but she's always had some kind of, like, dark side to her. And we've always seen that dark side. She's, hey. a she's a child in psychotic packaging. And to see her kind of slowly be transformed from this person we're going to try and root for and care about to this person that we know now is fully not redeemable. It started with the idea that she put 
her hand over Judith's mouth in the forest. Mm-hmm. And basically well, it started before that. Well, I basically got on the bandwagon when she did that. I was like, that's that's bad. That's really, really bad. I hope <laughs> Carol or someone can fix this. And no one did. And so when she finally took the length to do what she did in this episode, I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, there she's fully gone to the dark side. I thought she was savable by Carol before, but she wasn't. Well, and also, you would think there would be more people that would have reacted to the stress of the zombie apocalypse in this kind of a way. Exactly. Okay, so that was point A I was trying to make. Uh, We'll agree to disagree. Point B, I work with kids, as some of our listeners know. And I have kids that are 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. I watch The Walking Dead. You know what? These kids would not act like these two people. Not at all. Like... I don't know what world this takes place in. Now, the character of Mika Kate, I totally buy her character. Her character worked. She might not be the greatest actress, the little girl. She's good enough, and I liked her character. Lizzie has never, ever worked for me. I've never bought or believed her character since day one. And I work around kids, and my kids would never act like this. I'm sorry. They wouldn't. It's like maybe maybe she is psychotic, but the writing and the performance and the directing of that character have never convinced me that this character is in any way realistic at all. It feels like it came out of a freaking cartoon. Well, she's it's... not supposed to be an every girl. She's not supposed to yeah, be exactly. a normal kid. Mika's supposed uh, to be a normal kid. She's not a normal kid, kid but she, she, she's, she's only defined by the fact that she's psychotic and she feeds zombies rats. That's not a good way to build characters. We talk about building characters. They've done a fabulous job on building Carol and Beth and a lot of these characters throughout the season – but this character, Lizzie, they haven't given us jack shit about Lizzie, apart from the fact that she's psychotic and she feeds zombies rats because she thinks that these zombies are still alive and human. And that is not interesting to me. I'm sorry. I, I, and as far as the um, the performances go, in terms of like Chad Coleman and Melissa McBride, of course, they're great. They're always great. They're two of the best actors on the show. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to be pleased with what they are given to work with in this episode. Maybe if this episode didn't focus entirely on these four characters, I might have liked it a bit more. But it unfortunately did. It focused on... Four characters, two of which I don't care about and or don't like, two of which I really like, and I wish they were doing something a little bit more interesting. And so that, for me, this this episode is complete failure. And you're right, a lot of people like it and a lot of people hate it. And that's why it's an interesting episode, regardless of what my opinion is, because it's sparking a lot of discussion online, and that's a good thing, regardless. Like, even if I hate this episode, and I think it's the worst episode of Walking Dead, it has a lot of people talking. I had to come because I wanted to talk to you. Why? Because you're little and you're sweet, and those are two things that can get you killed. You can't change how big you are. I wish I could. You can toughen up. I don't have to be tough. I can run. I'm good at that. No. My daughter ran, and it wasn't enough. I taught the kids at the prison to do more than that. I can kill walkers. I mean, I've tried. I'm not like my sister. I'm not messed up. I know what they are. But I can't kill people. I can never do that. When the bad people were at the prison, they were right in front of us. 
and I held up my gun, but I couldn't pull the trigger. Killing people is wrong. Someone killed Karen and David. I just killed them. They were nice. What about people who try to kill you? I don't even wish I could. People came in and killed our friends. And I feel sorry for them. Why? Because they probably weren't like that before. Ricky, do you remember where the division occurred between the two sisters? In this specific episode? No, in general. Think back to season, at the beginning of season, I believe it was season three? No, because we've seen very little of these two girls. I do remember back in the first half of, I think, season four, if not three, I can't remember at this point, where Mika actually, like, speaks out and she says something without really saying it that, you know, Lizzie, her sister, is not all there. And she clearly hints out the fact that she has mental issues. And that happened, again, I don't know when this was. I mean... Um, like in like the, there's so many things I find wrong with this episode, and it's not even about the characters. Like if you guys like the characters, then fine. I hated these two characters from the beginning. I've made that clear over the past few weeks on the podcast. But even just the direction, like when they show up and Mika is dead, and she's just kind of standing there with blood on her hands. But just that whole sequence and the way it was like structured and the the camera work and framed and. It just didn't do anything for me. I, I, I hated the sequence in which Carol has to shoot her. I was rolling my eyes. I, it did not affect me emotionally the way I thought it should. And maybe it's because I knew it was going to happen. Maybe it's my own fault. Maybe I just, you know, I said it last week. I thought Carol was going to kill the girl. And that's exactly what happened. So maybe, you know, that's why I didn't have the element of surprise. And it didn't have that, like, shock value for me. But, I, you know, a lot of people are saying that this is a dark episode. And, I think for it to be a dark episode, at least for me, I would have had to have cared about these characters, and I didn't. Like, to me, a dark episode is when Lori died or when Andrea died. Like, you know, even if those characters bugged me, those sequences, those scenes in which they died really affected me emotionally. And this episode didn't do anything for me. But it's not about Lizzie. It's about Carol. If you... Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, Kate is Carol has already committed cold-blooded murder. She's already killed two people. She's we got know the closest she's a, she's possibly ever going to get to recovering after the devastating loss of her daughter and and building a family for herself again. And she see and she sees she sees the signs and she knows something wrong but is wrong but she doesn't act and she doesn't want to believe it. And then it, she has to kill the closest she's come to Sophia Mark II herself. But, but, so, that's so devastating. To, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. So I'm supposed to feel bad because someone that's already killed two people in cold blood and murder, two people, two people who, or at least one of which who we actually liked and cared about, um, that it's A, not going to be a surprise that she's actually going to be able to kill this girl. And B, like, okay, so she's recovering. And so maybe she can, like, take on these two kids and maybe adopt them. But these two kids have never, never been interesting and I don't like them. And they've been psychotic since day one. So when she shoots Lizzie, I'm just like, you know what? Way to go, Carol. Like, I don't have to see this terrible character in the show anymore. So That's the reaction I got. Yeah, the difference I'm seeing is that I was very invested in Carol, and you were not. I am invested in Carol. Well, but, but you don't care that she had to kill the closest thing she's had to a daughter since she lost her own daughter. 
You don't no, care it, about that. No, I do not care about that. Well, because, that's a problem. <laughs> no, it's a problem. Maybe it's a problem with me. Maybe it's a problem with show because I'm clearly not the only person having a problem with it. But it's a problem in the way they built this relationship. Like, I'm sorry, having Carol spend one minute with these two girls while she's teaching them how to use a weapon isn't enough for me to be invested and believe that she has this incredibly emotional connection to these girls where she's going to consider them at the same equal level as her daughter, Sophia. I cared about Sophia. That last episode when Sophia walked out of the barn blew me away. Everyone complained about season two. I love season two. And I thought season two ended on a high note because that sequence was one of the best moments of any Walking Dead episode. That sequence did exactly what it set out to do. And everybody was affected by it. Everybody liked it, even if they didn't like season two. This sequence did the complete opposite. It had people split. Why had people split? I don't know. Well, and I to, to 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 make it very clear, Ricky, uh, I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong for having a different reaction. I'm not trying to to yell at you or say that you know give you, criticize you. I'm saying that I, this is what I'm identifying as why the episode uh, worked for me and didn't work for you uh, is that. Right. I I really cared about that. So clearly, but, but you're also but you're also saying that I don't care about Carol, yeah. which is wrong of you because you're saying how I feel. You should never say how a critic or a person feels about a character. Okay. I care, care about Carol, and so that's why we get into these arguments because I care about Carol. I just never bought into or believed this relationship with her to some degree. Yes, to the degree where she's a child and clearly she's a child and Carol has a heart, so she's going to care about a child, but. I mean, I was never surprised that she would kill the child. I mean, to the point where I it's called it last It's not a surprise. Week. I called it's it too. I was, and yet it still worked for me. So no, I'm not saying that you don't care about uh, Carol. I'm not saying you don't care about Carol at all. I'm saying you don't buy her journey over the course of this episode. You don't believe it, so you don't buy into it. And over the course of the episode, she's talking about Sophia, and she's talking about her. Her she talk, mentions her ex husband. She when she's out in the woods, just crying, talking about the the people who haunt them. She's clearly talking about her family as well as Karen. And uh, I want to say David, um, uh, but that you you don't buy into her connection with Lizzie and Nika. And I do through the strength of Melissa McBride's performance. Right. But now I just got to point out, and I'm sorry to put you in a spot, Chiki, but you know, we're going to have to cut this out in editing because the sound quality was terrible, but you also did not remember the character's name. Lizzie. Yes. Yes. I freely and completely admit to that. Here's my thing though. I side with Kate on this one. I think that for all intents and purposes, Lizzie didn't have a journey to go on. I will freely admit that to you. She didn't have a journey to go on. But her purpose was to be an innocent. I think that with Tyrese, Tyrese's strength was being able to forgive. And I think that with Carol, Carol's, Carol's strength here was being able to realize that, hey, I can be a mother, but just not to these two kids. Because they're, they're really... They're just innocents that got fractured by one event, an event which I still haven't mentioned to you yet, Ricky. The event I'm referring to is the death of their father. The death of their father is what split them into two different ideological camps. You had Lizzie with the one who loves the zombies and Mika who is basically siding with the humans. We already knew Lizzie was disturbed, but the tipping point was the death of her father, the death of the only other thing that she knew – other than her sister. That's what killed things over to her becoming as rotten of an apple as she was. I think you're giving the show way too much credit, but I admire it. I think that I Lizzie's to. journey 
I think that Lizzie's journey is basically feeding rats, zombie. Uh, sorry, feeding zombies, rats, and mice, and then getting shot by Carol because they wanted a controversial episode and said they wanted her to kill a kid, and that was it. I don't think that this is deep or as deep as you think it is. I'm sorry, this episode. You, we can talk about this for an hour, guys. You're not going to change my mind. And 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 Kate, um, in terms of when I call it like one of the worst episodes I've ever seen, and this is in recent memory. I mean, I watch some really good shows. I, I really, I'm really choosing the shows I watch, and you know, I listen to the Televerse podcast, Kate's podcast, and I'm really like, you know, I listen to what people have to say because I'm sorry, like, there's so many good shows, and I'm so busy, and I watch shows like The Americans and Archer and all these fantastic shows, and I haven't seen an episode this bad in any of the shows I watch. I'm sure there's a lot of bad TV out there. But of everything I've seen so far, this is my least favorite episode, and it's my least favorite episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, and, and I and I understand because I've been on the other side of this conversation in the past on the podcast where an episode just really didn't work for me. But the what I'm not getting from you, Ricky, that I guess I'm curious about, and I would like to to hear more of your thoughts, is I would like for you to expand on it more because everything that you're saying was terrible or was horrible about this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought, for the most part, I'm, I'm, I will actually side with Chike on the development of the characters. I think that Lizzie and Mika were always designed to go to this place. I think they, they didn't handle the early part of that journey particularly well. I would agree that the way that they handled the, oh, who's leaving mice thing did not work at the first half of the season. Um, but I, it, this seems to me very, very much a designed arc that may not have been well managed over the course of the season. Well, um, that's a problem. But 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 in this episode, I yeah, think it, no no episode. no. But Ricky, in this episode, it works. This episode as a whole for me works. And uh, when I talk about the things that work in this episode, for me, like I've already said, it was I really uh, bought into the the development and the scenes we got with. Carol and and with Tyrese, what did you think of his scenes in this? Because he was really working gangbusters for me. Did did that scene with just Tyrese and Carol walking, uh, checking the perimeter or whatever, getting water? Did that scene work for you? Because Lizzie and Mika are not involved, and I thought it was really fantastic performance from both of those two actors. I think the sequences that revolved around Melissa Melissa McBride and Chad Coleman worked pretty well because they're great actors. I've already said this like 20 minutes ago, but the last sequence did not work for me at all. Like, I'm sorry to watch Chad Coleman sleep throughout half of the episode because what, okay, I understand that he's got this like scratch on his arm and he's suffering from a flu and he needs to rest, but you have this amazing actor who spends the majority of the episode sleeping. That's what he does. He sleeps. I mean, look at this logically. We have a man who has literally lost everything, including his own sister. And he lost his girlfriend to the one woman who he had bonded with most over the past, let's say, two or three days. And, and now he has a chance to take revenge, and he doesn't do it. Why? Because he's practicing the one thing in the zombie apocalypse that every human being should practice, which is humanity. He's practicing forgiveness. This show is about the inhumanity of humanity and how everybody in this show takes little steps to be more humane. If people draw a gun on them and decide to fire, then that's their choice. But they're always going to take the more humane path. And tonight, that's what Tyrese did, and that's what Chad Coleman did. And if you're complaining about the fact that he laid on a couch and slept for half the episode, I'd say that's one heck of a paycheck, don't you? <laughs> well, listen, listen. That... <laughs> 
I'm sorry, but one two-minute sequence is not enough to drive home that point of what the show is apparently about, according to you, Chica. That's what this one... entire episode was about. Oh, my God. This one entire episode long, was about one that. One two-minute long sequence where he thinks about it, is about to, like, rip out her head and decides to forgive her, like, without, like, I don't know, like, a day to think about it, an hour. I don't know. Just... I'm sorry, it didn't no, work no. for me. Oh, I don't but buy Ricky, it. this entire episode is clearly about the ways that violence and this world takes people who should be good, who should be normal, and turns them into violent and soulless creatures. That's what this entire episode That's centers what on. Every episode. No, but, about. but this episode even more than that, because we have the conversation with Mika early on where she says it makes me sad and she's like, or makes her upset thinking about the the fact that these people came and attacked their house because they probably weren't like that before. Oh my All God. of this so happened. An eight year old girl with her silly dialogue to drive home with the point of what the thesis of the show's about. Of Come what on, this guys. episode is centered about. It's what a clear this episode this, this episode is this episode is this Designed to have people talk about how controversial it is for them to kill a child on TV. That's what the really? episode's designed to be. No. I think so. I think okay, so. Well, Ricky, that's... I call BS on that. That's no, the... I, I don't. I don't. I go to the point where they actually publicized it, where they're going to have this controversial episode and watch out. People are going to be talking about it because the whole thing was designed so they can actually have someone shoot this child. No one no. cares about this kid. It's no. not like it was Carl. It's not like it was Judith. If they want to have controversy on the show, there are many ways that they can do it. But structuring an entire episode with a clear thesis and discussion to to the point of humanity, which is a theme they've been toying with all season to various extents, but to, to structure an entire episode of, around this central idea and theme, and then to, to, to throw that away and say, "Oh no, they just they, they they just wanted some controversy." The way that they get more viewers to watch the show, the marketing of a show, does not necessarily have anything to do with the creation of a show. That's like saying, oh, I, did the, I didn't like the way that they cut this trailer for this movie. The fact that the movie is completely different or has a completely other list of things going on, that doesn't matter because I didn't like the marketing. That's ridiculous, Ricky. No, no, that, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the thing is, I, I, I'm not even sure what point you're trying to make here. What I'm trying to say here is that they specifically wanted to make this episode controversial. That's what they, that was their goal, and that's what they set out to do. And it clearly they succeeded. They, they set out set out to take these two they set out to take these two characters who have been underwritten for like two seasons now to just specifically use them as a plot a, a plot functionary to get people to talk about the episode because oh my god they killed these these this, these two little girls. Yes, we do. Jay, we know plenty about these two little girls. Compared, look at all the other characters on this show. This is not a show that, in its long history, has done a great job of exploring its characters. As they've started to change that this past half season, you've apparently gotten more frustrated with the show. This okay, is the, me, this is me, the show doing an episode about Mika and Lizzie. We find out a lot about them in this tell episode. Tell me what. Tell me what. To, what do we find out about Mika yep, and Lizzie? What do you know Lizzie? about Lizzie and Mika? Well, we know, as Chike mentioned earlier, we are introduced to them as they lose their father. They've already lost their mother. I know specifically that they at some point lost their, their mother. We are introduced to them losing their father, at which point they bond with Carol. And they also have a group of friends at the prison. They start to build a life together there. And, and then they have their mother, their new surrogate mother taken away from them. And then people come in and Mika has to shoot someone. And Lizzie that, has that, to kill someone. Everybody in this series has lost someone that they love. 
We also know about them, their ideology and their approach to their surroundings. We know that Mika is someone who, even to save her life, is not comfortable with violence. We know that Lizzie doesn't have a firm understanding of death and life and what was going on in the zombie apocalypse. We know that she is some level of disturbed, but we also know that they they have a strong bond with Carol. We know that they love each other. We know that Mika is we know that Lizzie is desperate to have a friend and to 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 make this world all right for herself. There's plenty that we know about these characters. Chike what do you have to say on the topic? For me, Mika and Lizzie's characters aren't bound by the fact that they're sisters. They're bound by the fact that they're the only two innocents that we're really introduced to in this season. The thing that makes them special and the thing that makes them unique is not even the fact that they disagree. The fact is, as I've stated before earlier on in the episode, their innocence or lack thereof is what propels us to care. The thing that makes them interesting and, and what we learn about them as people is that they they want companionship. They just go about it in different and very unique ways. Uh, Lizzie goes about it by befriending a walker and yelling, you killed my friend, halfway through the episode and having the world's worst freak out ever. Whereas Mika seeks comfort and solace in Carol. Those are the two different approaches we're dealing with. That's what we learn about them as human beings as they're going on this journey with Tyrese and Carol. That, that's why they matter. They're showing us how people deal with their forms of grief. Specifically, how children deal with their forms of grief. I'm sure you've had plenty of kids who've had some form of misfortune pass through where you work. And I, I assure you, they all channel grief in different ways. Lizzie's grief was internally used to try and communicate with the walkers. Whereas, I'm Mika. on the name Mika's <laughs> grief was used to find a mother figure. I, I'm sorry, I just find it hard to believe that you guys, can, or at least you can so heavily defend these characters in a show when you can't remember their names. I can't, you know why? Because <laughs> I used to hate them. I used to hate their guts. They were the worst characters in the entire show to me. And what turned me around was watching the Grove and watching these characters slowly figure out who they were as people. Even if they both had to die, it didn't matter because we got to learn who they truly were in the end. And it breaks our hearts because they're little children, they're little kids, and it may be a marketing ploy, it may not be. But the point is, when you're spending time with kids that young, and as audience members, if you have kids, if you don't, it doesn't matter. When you're spending time with kids that young, you have this sense of responsibility for them to be safe. You have one throwing themselves in harm's way, and you have one actively trying to stay out of harm's way. And that's what makes them interesting and unique, is because you have these two innocent souls who were rocked by death of their father... And in the end, at the very end of it all, their differences and their ideologies of who they wish to align themselves with destroyed them both. And it's sad. And it's tragic. It's like having a death in your own family of a child who only sees anger as a way of release. That's what Lizzie's life was. She didn't want to actively hurt anyone, but what she wanted was friendship. And she... Shout out friendship from the wrong people. And that's what makes it so heartbreaking when 
Carol has to go out there and tell her to look at the flowers because it hurts. It's like killing her own child, which she didn't get to do, by the way. Rick did that one for her. But she has to repeat the same process of grief that she didn't that she had to experience in season two. And that hurts and that's painful. And in the same token, you have Tyrese kind of going through the same thing. He has a chance to end it all in the person who ended the person he loves most. And through his pain, he realizes it's not worth it. It's not worth it. We've lost too much already. I don't love Carol. I don't even like Carol right now in this moment. But it's not worth it. I've lost too much already, and I don't need to cause more bloodshed or trauma. End of story. And it's made even worse, the loss with Lizzie and Mika, because Carol is so certain, at least she, she's holding on so tightly, that fact that she couldn't save Sophia, she was a different person, she wasn't able to protect her daughter, but she's changed, she's become so much tougher, she's become so much more resilient, and we like her a lot more at this point. Uh, and yet she still can't save these two. She sees it. She sees it at the beginning of this episode, and everybody who's watching kind of knows what's going to happen at the end of the episode, too. We can see it as well, but even knowing that, even knowing the danger, and being this stronger person, and being this tougher person and educating them to the best that she can doesn't let her save these two girls and when you get to the end of the episode and you have that scene with Therese it, it's a series of ugly decisions and an unfortunate happenings throughout the entire episode capped by one happy and beautiful and positive decision so that's for me why that scene with him opting for forgiveness really works because this is how there are still people alive and this is how there are still a few good people in this, this you know zombie apocalypse because some of them are able to make that tough but forgiveness based solution and choice and in this case it's Tyrese Carol can't do that with Lizzie because too many people will be put into danger, but Tyrese is able to make a beautiful choice and he does it. And it's for me, it really works. Are we giving the show too much credit? Ricky, what do you think? Are you speechless? No, I'm just sick and tired of arguing about the show. Look, I think uh, one of you said it best. I think the journey was a total disaster. And even if you guys think the destination, which is one episode was good enough for you guys, it's not good enough for me. Um, the journey is incredibly important, not the destination for me. It's just like when I watch True Detective and people complain about the last episode, regardless of whether or not you liked the ending of True Detective, the journey was worth it. The journey with these two characters was not worth it. It was boring. It was lame. It was dumb. And there's nothing you guys can say to make me change my mind. We got two episodes left in a season. I've already decided I'm breaking up with the show. Unless this show is amazing in the last two episodes, like mind-blowing, I think I'm going to give like break up with the show. I've already made up my mind. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm bored. I'm bored with the show. I sit down in front of my TV on Sunday nights and I notice that there's true detective looking girls and all these other great shows that I could watch. And I watched the walking dead and I've committed to the walking dead for four years now, writing reviews and recording a podcast and make it in my priority. And I'm at the point now where I just don't care anymore. Like it's at the point where I'm sorry, guys, I'm bored with the show. Unless it's mind-blowing next two episodes, I'm not back next year. I thought the episode that revolved around specifically Beth and Daryl was great because I like those characters. To me, it's important. It's very important for me personally when I watch a show that I like the characters. I don't care what themes they're trying to go for. 
I don't care what ideas that they might have in mind. I still got to care about these characters. I think you guys are giving a show way too much credit. I admire you for it. I was once in your shoes where I was praising a show. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I've given the show four seasons. It's okay. It does a lot of things great, especially in terms of like production value, special effects, cinematography, and even like the score by Barry McCreary. But I've given it four seasons now and it could be so much better, but they don't seem to want to make it better and i have better things to do in my time ricky i disagree with you wholeheartedly can i just say the one thing that makes this show great i'm gonna pitch this to you to get you to come back for season five right now but the show isn't the great thing, the one that makes this show one ah, the one thing that makes this show so great the one reason why you have all these walker stalker cons you have all these different podcasts Discussing this show is not because of the cool zombie kills. It's not even because of the interesting characters. It's because we want to believe in the best of human beings. And in the zombie apocalypse, that's not possible. So any glimpse of that that we can get to see throughout one season or four seasons or 12 seasons, we are happy with because it shows us that we have a chance to not only believe that inhumanity can exist in a zombie apocalypse, but that it can exist in the real world. Do you really believe that? You really think that's why 20 million viewers, like most of the 20 million viewers watch the show? I truly do. I truly believe that that's a guiding force. Maybe I'm a pessimist and you're optimist, but I do not believe that because most people that I talk to who don't write reviews on blogs and record podcasts, just casual viewers, watch it because it's just fun or it's on Sunday night and there's a lot of zombie kills and horror and gore. And that's about it. I I'm sorry. I don't believe that at all. And the thing is, I think the reason why the show is so popular is because it, it kicked off like we're in the season four, but it was like five years ago. There was nothing like the walking dead on television. It was ahead of its time. And because of that, it picked up the audience. And I think people have been holding on, hoping it would get better and better. Every time I talk to someone, they're complaining about the walking dead. They're disappointed with the walking dead. They're hoping for it to be better. Even if people like the show, they are always hoping that it will be better because the thing is, the fact is, it can be better, but it's not. And I can't figure out why. Actually, I think I know why. It's because they keep on firing their showrunners. Well, I okay, back me up, back me up, please. <laughs> I do think that the um, the notion of uh, of some level of hope and inspiration in dire circumstances is a big part of why people enjoy. Uh, zombie movies because it's it's not just people and it's something we've talked about on the podcast in the past where the walking dead is in serious danger of just becoming uh just tragedy porn where horrible things happen horrible and we ask consistently on this podcast for happier moments and i there was a lovely one in this of roasting the pecans where you know we've sort of filled that quotient that i request whenever they're gonna talk about the importance of living as opposed to surviving i need to see them doing things that they don't need to do to survive that they're doing to live and we get a little bit of that this week but i do think i would agree uh chica that there is an important element of of wanting to believe in hope in the most dire circumstances that feeds into a lot of the shows or, or films in this genre. My question for Ricky, uh, and I, we we're already long. We're, we'll, we're going to wrap up here quickly, but how is, how is this different for you than, than Beth? Because you did not like Beth for a very long time. And I already then, explained wait, it. Wait, but you liked her episode with Daryl. 
you really like that episode. You like the destination of that episode, even if you didn't like the journey of that character. How is this different? Beth, they, they did not give Beth one good episode just to kill her in the very same episode. Beth, they've continued to grow her character throughout the whole entire season. Even the following episode, she still had plenty of screen time to share with Daryl. This episode, we get one whole episode focused around these four characters, specifically Lizzie and Mika, in which all of a sudden we're supposed to build these two characters, explore all these themes and ideas that you guys are are talking about, which is fine and, and dandy, and it's a good idea, but it's all in one episode. The actual journey is bullshit. Yes, if you guys think this one specific episode works, and if we don't think about the whole entire season, a whole entire se- series as a whole, in hindsight, you know, when we do think about the whole entire series and a whole entire character arc and journey of these two characters, it's not interesting. This one episode does not make up for that. It's no different than them introducing T-Dog, giving him a bunch of dialogue and actually starting to build his character and then kill him off right away because they need to kill off these two characters. And I'm sorry, have a controversial episode because that's what it seems like it's all focused on. It's not like we've seen these characters over and over building these characters over the past season you know, to the point where we get to know them. It's all in one episode. It's all in one episode designed to kill these characters. That's what I've been complaining about all season long. It's always about killing the characters. That is the main focus, or it seems like that's the main focus of the show writers. And guys, I'm sick and tired of arguing about this. This is the last thing I'm saying on the podcast. You guys like it. I don't like it. It's as simple as that. So, so if they had killed Beth in her episode, you would be, you would have been similarly frustrated. <laughs> Kate, I said that two, two or three weeks ago. I said I hope to God they don't kill Beth now that they've done this to her because that would be bullshit. I would call bullshit on it. I've okay. said that three weeks ago. I have my personal views. You have your personal views, and Chike's personal views. We disagree. That's fine, and that's why I said a half an hour, an hour ago, that this conversation could be and might be interesting because it's better than having three people be negative. But don't like try to like make me feel bad because I don't like the episode. I don't. There's episodes you don't like. There's episodes I don't like. It's as simple as that. The next two episodes have to be great, and I don't think they're going to deliver. I'm sorry. They will if they kill Daryl. They're not. No, no, that's not going to solve anything. (laughs) But um, I will say say this. I'm not trying to to tell you you're wrong, Ricky, and if that's how I'm coming across, I apologize. I'm trying to understand where you're coming from because right now I don't. I understand where you're coming from because I I agree with what you're saying about when you and Chica are talking about the themes and what they're exploring in these characters and how they show the difference between these two characters and all that. You're right in the context of this one specific episode, but not overall for the whole season. I don't think the journey is there. And that's why I brought up the comparison of True Detective because a lot of people were so focused on the finale of True Detective or even like a show like Lost. And it, to me, it's more important that, that I, I care about the journey of these characters. And I haven't. To, and I'm sorry, Chiki, I got to bring that up again. Not only did you forget Lizzie's name, you forgot Mika, Mika's name. Yes, that's because I don't have IMDb in front of me. Twenty. You don't need to have Internet Movie Database in front of you. If, if they had good, done a good job in exploring these characters and getting us to know these characters over the season, you would remember names. You remember Daryl's name. You remember Carol's name. You remember Rick Grimes' name. You remember Carl's name. You do not remember Mika's name or Liz's name. So you are reviewing this movie. Uh, sorry, you are reviewing this episode in context of it, the episode itself specifically alone and not looking at the overall picture. I'm doing the opposite. Now, maybe even if you looked at it as I did, you might still like the episode but for me i didn't well and also this half season has been structured very specifically as a series of standalones and so that's how i'm approaching it and uh when you i do i am connecting with the larger journey of these characters which i would agree has been very problematic 
Um, and, uh, but, but for me, I think that maybe that also does tie in with it because I am looking at season 4.5 as a series of, of standalones. And so this is a standalone, just like last week was a standalone. And the one before that was a standalone. They're all thematically tied and they're all going to hook back in eventually, but I'm fine having a standalone kind of bottle episodes type of, of thing with these characters. Um, but, but I understand when you're getting two episodes away from the finale, I understand not wanting to maybe have that approach anymore. And I, I can't let us end without agreeing wholeheartedly with you, Ricky. And that was your tweet about that closing narration, which oh, was horrible. Oh, my God. It was, it was better... horrible. Oh, and, and you know what? I just want to bring up one last point. Do you remember when we recorded the podcast and we reviewed the episode in which they introduced Brian and it's before Brian becomes the new governor and it, the whole episode revolves around him meeting Tara and Tara's sister for the first time. Yes. And we all came on the show. And we're like, wow, if you review this episode, this specific episode alone, and you don't think about the whole entire series. This is actually a great episode. And then three episodes later, we look back in the episode and we're like, this is a terrible episode because of what came afterwards and what came before. That's how I feel about this episode. I feel like it's like they don't deserve the payoff because we never got enough of it before. It's like if they kill Beth in like say the last episode of this season, I spent the whole entire season working on Beth and we actually get to like this character and want to see this character and care about this character or whatever, whatever. And we get to understand how important she is to Daryl. Then I would be okay with that. If they killed Beth in the very same episode in which they built up her character, I would be annoyed. And that's how I feel about Lizzie and Mika. I mean, these two characters have never been awarded so much screen time and so much dialogue up until last night's episode. Wait, then you're agreeing with us that they did build up the character then well, and that but, they're not but, horrible people. But that's what, no, well, but the point remains though is that I, that you're frustrated because they do and then they're, they're just gone so you've invested and then it's taken away and what's the point is my reading that correctly ricky the, the journey of these two characters is like oh there is a mystery that someone's feeding these characters rats or uh, these zombies rats and she is possibly crazy and then we get one more scene of her convincing us or making us um reassuring us that she is crazy when she tries to suffocate the baby and then we get this episode mm. that's all we get that's all we get of these two characters that's it okay can i say one last thing in in, in the defense of not only lizzie and mika but in defense of the entire episode. For me, the best thing about this episode is the fact that we get closure on who Lizzie is. Mika is great because we know where she stands. We've always known where she stood. But we were always working to try and have hope to save Lizzie. We realized tonight that saving Lizzie is impossible. Killing your sister is like the breach beyond no return. There was no redeeming that. Can we all agree there at least? No, no, because because we get this quick two-minute shot of them discovering that she killed her sister. And I'm not saying that we need to see that kind of gore or violence on screen, but there was no – like the payoff wasn't – like it, it didn't justify the actual crime committed. It's just like when I talked about when – they supposedly killed off Judith in the mid-season finale. I'm like, there's no way. Like, there's no way one two-second-long camera shot could justify killing off a baby, and we're supposed to be emotionally impacted by that scene. There's no way they actually killed Judith. In that case, they didn't actually kill Judith, which is fine. But in this case, they actually killed off Mika. 
And I was just like, really? That's how you're going to kill off the girl? The reason that's impactful because, is because it proves we were right the entire time. How? How were you right? That Lizzie's insane? We were, we were all hoping to God that Lizzie wasn't the one feeding the rats. We were all hoping to God that Lizzie would finally get some sort of crazy, horrible thing that would happen to her for her to snap into her reality that, oh, Zombies are actually dangerous, and I really need to be protecting my sister instead of befriending these creatures. We were proven right with the fact that not only did Lizzie kill Mika, but Lizzie didn't know in her own brain what she had done wrong. We were right in the fact that this was a horrible person who didn't realize they were horrible. So, we were so, trying sorry. to find the last shred of humanity within this character, and it wasn't there. You can't say we. You can say I. <laughs> like we. Like who's we? Like we. We is me and Kate. Well, well don't. I don't mean, know about that. You shouldn't speak for Kate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because because I I do I think that that element is there, uh, GK. But for me, as soon as Lizzie says, "I know what I need to do now," Meek is gonna die. And when I was watching it the first time, I knew that that was what was going to happen. I was just hoping she wouldn't also kill baby Judith, and so. I, there was no element of surprise in this episode for me at all, and yet I still really enjoyed it. I thought it worked really well. Uh, and so, so, it, so I think that that element of maybe you know hope against hope, Lizzie can snap out of it. That wasn't. There's that element of a uh, of, uh, of of hoping that we're wrong, and then our worst fears are proven correct. I, that that is true. That's definitely in there. But for me, I, I just keep going back when I'm thinking about this, listening to you guys uh, go back and forth. Uh, it just all comes back to I don't I wasn't surprised or shocked or it, I didn't find it controversial that they killed two kids in this episode at all. I wouldn't have found it controversial if they had killed the baby in this episode at all. I, I invest and I care about this episode and I care about the death of Lizzie uh, and me and Mika and Mika because of the way that it affects Carol. Okay, look, I, I don't sit in the writer's room, but here's what I think happens. They have these two characters and are like, okay, we're going to write these two characters where one's insane and one's good, and they're completely polar opposite in the way they think about the world and worldviews and how they look at the zombies. And it's going to all lead to this one scene in which somebody's going to have to kill this girl because she's insane because she thinks the zombies are pets and she doesn't understand the difference because she's psychotic. That's why those two characters are written into the show. It's n it's not like, okay, let's write into this character, Carol, and she's going to have this, like, character arc in season two, and she's going to sort of change. She's going to have, like, these tough moral decisions to face, and she's going to lose someone who's close to her, and she's going to gain someone else, and then she's going to, like, she's going to have this interesting journey. These characters did not have an interesting journey. Bottom line. There's no saving. Ricky. Well, I don't disagree. And yet I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting idea to explore and these specifics of these two characters I'm not disagreeing with you. Ricky, I still just think this episode was really uh, effective and I thought it really worked because I liked the way that they explored these issues. I feel like I did get to know these two characters and I do think I I, I think that uh they didn't have the sort of exploration that that our main characters got this season, but I thought that they worked, and I do feel like I know. I felt like I know them, even if they didn't change in a significant way over the course of you know their tenure on the show. And that doesn't that for me doesn't change my enjoyment of the scenes or the or the episode. So I guess that's the dichotomy. 
And, and like the thing is, it's like someone sent me a, a message on Twitter because, you know, I was making fun of the show and everything. And he's like, wow, this episode was insanely good because it actually gets us to understand the psychology behind these two kids. And I'm like, but how is it any different than what we've seen before? Because we've already seen a, a sequence in which he tries to strangle the child. We've already seen a sequence in which Mika has actually clearly stated the difference between the two kids, how she's clearly stated that she has psychological problems and how she views the world different. We've already had these specific scenes from these characters in the past. It's not like we've seen anything else. It's not like we've seen things like when Beth and Daryl just talk about whatever their past boyfriends or girlfriends or you know, they play like the game of charades, whatever game they were playing, or they just kind of sing. Like we don't have anything else given to us about these characters. And that to me is characters working to service the plot of the show as opposed to servicing characterization. Okay. Uh, Ricky, I understand where your disappointment and disapproval of the episode and the season as a whole is coming from. I get that. I get why you you were disappointed. I was disappointed right up until I watched this episode last night. I was like, oh, they finally decided to develop the two characters I dislike the most. I wonder what's going to happen. And then I watched it, and while I knew that the deaths were coming, I didn't care because I got to see enough of what their development was supposed to be for me to be able to actually care about Mika and Lizzie. That that that's all there is. I got to care about the two people that I was gonna hate the most. If a show can do that for me and turn people who I would think are the worst characters on the show into something good, then there's hope for the show still. And you should tune in for season five. Okay. Well, we'll have to see how uh, the last two episodes finish out the season, and and uh, I guess everyone will have to tune back in to see Ricky where you're at at the end of the season and and what that you know, has to say what, what that means for season five of, uh, the walking dead, uh, the Santa Fe walking dead podcast. But for now, uh, thank you, Chike so much for coming on. Where can our listeners find you in your work online? Well, I'll be covering little opinion pieces for arrow and the good wife. And hopefully I'm going to start covering that new NBC television series crisis when it, uh, continues airing and maybe we'll make a podcast out of that, that Ricky will finally agree with. Who knows? Uh, thank you again, uh, Chike, for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week, we'll be back with episode 15 of season four, our discussion, that is, of Us, to, uh, written by Nicole Beatty and Seth Hoffman, directed by Greg Nicotero. We'll see what we have to say about, about that one. But uh, until then, you can follow, you can check us out at soundonsite.org, read our reviews there, listen to more podcasts. You can follow us both on Twitter. Ricky, you are? I'm at Soundonsite. And I'm at The Televerse. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. That's the deal, right? The people who are living are haunted by the dead. We are who we are. And we do what we do. Because they're still here. In our heads. In the forest. The whole world is haunted now. And there's no getting out of that. Not until we're dead. Tyrese. Maybe they're not haunting us. 
teaching us. Helping remind us so. So that we can live with what we have to do. Wishing that I 